Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. Happy holidays from us at A Better Way to Farm. Rod here, where we spend every day trying to help improve profits and increase yields for the grower. We know that everything that happens in ag is good for somebody. Our goal is that it's good for you. Today is day five of our 12 days of nutrients. We're going to talk about magnesium. Before I even talk about what it is or what it does, let's talk about the one that it gets confused with, which is a micronutrient called manganese. We have the secondary nutrient called magnesium. We have the micronutrient called manganese, and oftentimes they get confused. They're do very different things. The name micronutrient would imply that it takes less of it and it does take more pounds of magnesium than it does manganese into the plant to get a crop to grow. As a matter of fact, though, they're so similar, even with their names, but in trying to determine if that's what the deficiency is, visually looking at the crop, the thing to remember is this. They have very similar looking symptoms. The symptoms are there is a yellowing between the veins in the leaf. Now, here's how you tell it apart. If it's magnesium, it's a yellowing between the veins down low in the old growth. If it's manganese deficiency, it's a yellowing in between the veins in the new growth. And so that's how we can distinguish visually between them. You know, I'm a big fan of taking a tissue test and confirming what we think we're seeing, but that doesn't change the fact that we, sometimes we got to respond very quickly. And so we want to be able to take a look at that and say, I think it's this, and, and maybe take some corrective actions before it bothers the city more. So tonight we're going to focus on magnesium, that's M-A-G-N-E-S-I-U-M. And when we look at magnesium, what does it do? Well, number one is it is a key component in chlorophyll production. And if we want that plant to be healthy, we want adequate chlorophyll production. It improves the utilization and the mobility of phosphorus. It is also, and I've been told this my entire career, it is just like a switch, no different than a light switch. And when you turn it on, it activates a lot of the enzyme systems in a plant. If you're growing grass here where I live, because we have high mag soils, we still fight grass tetany, which is a magnesium deficiency in cattle because the forage has not enough magnesium in it. And so that's one of the problems with magnesium is the fact that even though you may have a lot in your dirt, you may not be getting it into the plant. It does increase the utilization of iron within the plant, and it has a very big influence on earliness and uniformity of maturity. If we want that crop to mature uniformly, then magnesium is our friend. It's something we want to make sure we have. We spent quite a bit of time working on this. The only book I'm going to share anything out of tonight is Hands-On Agronomy by Kinsey, and it's a very short share the rest of this is just going to be things that we've figured out and learned over the last 29 years here. There is a theory that potassium gets around in water and finally gets trapped in between the colloids. Perhaps that is why when magnesium gets higher and higher, the soil gets tighter and tighter. Potassium availability goes down because as that potassium moves around and gets trapped in those colloids, and then the magnesium goes up and traps it harder Whenever the magnesium gets higher, we see that soil be tight. That's why when I'm talking with you, I say, what is your base saturation rate? Because if your base saturation is above 18, we're probably looking at some tight soil and we need to be looking at what we can do. What are we going to do if that's the deal? How are we going to loosen that up? Well, 
we might have to do some kind of a zone commander type of a thing where we cut a slot in, even if we're no-till and we're not going to work it up. We're not going to work it down fine. We're going to do that. But the fact of the matter is this does work hand in hand, guys, with potassium. You guys know that Mulvaney believes, and I believe he is 100% correct, that when you put on potassium chloride, you create your own compaction. And the tighter them clay particles trap together, the less potassium you can extract out of the soil and the less it gets in your plant. Too much magnesium will make that problem worse. And so therefore, we'll have even a harder time getting potassium extracted out of the dirt. Probably the biggest thing that we've worked on is the ratios. You know, one of the ratios that everybody tends to talk about, because I guess it makes us sound intelligent if I can say, what's your calcium to magnesium ratio? Because everybody's been saying that for like 40 years. And yeah, it would be best if your calcium magnesium ratio was four parts calcium and one part magnesium. That would be ideal. It also would be best if your base saturation rate on magnesium was between 12 and 18. Again, not necessarily perfect is what gets us the results. Sometimes we farm around those. Francis Childs, when he grew his 442 bushel yield, had only a 50% base saturation rate on calcium, and therefore his calcium-magnesium ratio was not what we would say that it should be. And so, again, we're going to work around that if that ratio isn't where it needs, and we need to maybe apply some foliar calcium, some calcium in the trench if the mag's too high. If the mag is too low, we definitely want to put some magnesium in the trench to help out. But let me tell you the one that we have seen that makes a big, big, big difference. If you ever come to my house and we leave here and we go west, there's a great big hill here about a half mile west of us. And I can take you to the spot about a third of the way down the hill when the phone rang and Jerry called me and he gave me some description of what was going on in a field. And I said, Jerry, I'm not really sure. But I said, pull over and give me your soil test because I knew he had a book on his dash of his soil test. And I said, my prediction is, is that your potassium in parts per million is higher than your magnesium. And therefore, you have induced a magnesium deficiency. He pulled over and looked, and absolutely that was correct. The magnesium was less than potassium in parts per million. He had a mag deficiency. Guys, here's the deal. Magnesium and potassium compete for sites to get into the plant. It's just like two groups of kids fighting on the playground. If one's winning, one's losing. And that's the whole deal. And so it can be either way. What happens is if you get too much potassium, it overwhelms the absorption sites and magnesium gets left out. So what it was too late, Jerry had already planted. So he went in and he foliar fed and it made a tremendous difference. It's amazing what for $4 a pint for four bucks an acre you can get if you'll just address that. Now, I've seen people who did it the other way and they've got way too much potassium. You know, we want what ideal somewhere between three times and five times. We'd like to have three times as much magnesium as we have potassium. Okay. If we have three times the mag, that's good. If we have five times, that's okay. I've seen it be 10 times. We have 10 times as much magnesium in parts per million as we have in potassium. That creates a potassium deficiency. We need to know that in our soil test because it's very important that we put on a high case starter in that application. So there's, it's not an expensive fix, but it's something that needs to be done. We've got some really good friends out in Nebraska that are battling this high K. They've got really high K levels and pretty insufficient. They're not insufficient. Their mag's actually enough, except that it's overwhelmed. And therefore, they have to put on a little bit up front to help get through that to get it into the plant. Guys, this is the kind of stuff that we spend a lot of time on at our Fundamentals of Agronomy training. 
And the fact of the matter is, these are the things that unlock the next yield potential for you. And that's what we're really looking for and all about. So we would invite you, if you'd like to meet us in Madison, Wisconsin on Thursday, we will be in Kearney, Nebraska on Monday, and then we will be in Bettendorf, Iowa the following Thursday. We would love to talk to you. Give us a call, 641-919-1206. Send us a text or feel free to reach out on our Facebook page. If you find value in what we do, share it with a friend. Let someone else get the information that you're getting. We would really appreciate that. I do hope you're having the merriest of Christmas seasons, and I hope you're having a better day. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming.